WGNS Murfreesboro, W270AF Murfreesboro, W263AI Murfreesboro, Smyrna. The Good Neighbor Network, FM 101.9 and AM 1450 Murfreesboro, FM 100.5 Smyrna, and online at WGNSRadio.com. This is the WGNS Action Line, talking with Rutherford County newsmakers about what matters most to you. Now your host, Scott Walker. Right now that time, 8.17, you're tuned to WGNS on this Monday morning. Again, today is the 21st of March, and that temperature outside right now holding at around 41 degrees, the high today up to 72. Our first guest from MTSU this morning, Dr. Ann Anderson, finance professor and the Weatherford Chair of Finance in the Jones College of Business. How are you this morning? Fine. Thank you so much for having us today. So this morning, we'll talk a little bit about financial literacy, what that means. And, uh, you know, I'm curious, just starting off here, where do people stand on just in general understanding their finances, such as something as easy as a bank statement? And, And I'm sure this is divided into age groups as far as who understands more so than others. You know, the the unusual thing is that it's probably one thing that everybody should look at the most closely and it's the one thing they don't look at closely especially generationally i would venture to say if you were to ask a college student today they won't even know what what day their bank statement comes in the mail or when to look at it online um it's critical you know i think you're absolutely right those who are in that age bracket of let's say 15 when somebody opens their first checking account with mom or dad signing on it uh, all the way up to probably age 25, they that age group has issues really at understanding, deciphering what has been spent, what hasn't been spent, what's out there pending, and they may not fully grasp what's pending. So if they look at just the bottom line, what they have in their account, they could easily go over by spending because something else is out there still holding, not yet transferred through. Well, not only that, but technology has made it so easy to spend money. So... When I was growing up, you actually had to write a check or go somewhere to pay a bill. Now you can pull up your phone and, and your, your pay goes out automatically. So not only are you not knowing what's pending, but it's much easier to spend. And when you start getting into that habit of just clicking and it's gone, you really don't understand how quickly it's going out of your account. Yeah, especially with, with things like uh, Amazon. You know, you're looking at the different things for sale on Amazon, but you have the option and it may automatically be turned on the second you sign into Amazon, but you have the option of just clicking, and when you click, it automatically makes the purchase. Absolutely, and and oftentimes that makes it really easy to buy things that you want as opposed to what you need because you see it, and you it's right there, point, click, pay, as opposed to having to sit back, write a check, or go to the store and pay cash. A very different thought process, which ends up getting us in trouble often. Again, Dr. Ann Anderson with us this morning from MTSU. You know, I remember when I was, let's say, in my 20s, I, I would put stuff on layaway for, you know, Christmas gifts for others. I would put stuff on layaway maybe in uh, October or so and, and slowly pay for it, depending on how long the store allowed, up until that day where I went and actually paid it off and brought it home and wrapped it up for, for somebody for Christmas. Uh, people don't do that nowadays. They carry credit card debt. They don't understand the cost of that debt from month to month. And it's uh, it's that idea of instant gratification. They don't want to put it on a layaway. They want to take it home now. Uh, rent to own is big, right? I can take that big screen TV home and watch my March Madness. And, and there I am. I don't have to wait, wait to get it. 
You know, I think another thing that those who are younger, the younger generation fails to understand is the whole idea of properly building your credit so that you will be able to buy that first house. And that's kind of confusing when you start looking at, you know, what's my credit score? Would I be able to buy a house now? Do I need to wait five years? How do you figure all that stuff out or how do you teach anybody how to better understand their credit score and saving money versus just flat out spending money the key is trying to get them to look beyond next week you know one of the challenges with financial literacy is people understanding that they really need to start planning for retirement in their 20s not when they're in their 60s and getting that mindset going i think one of the challenges is 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 that's a generational thing so if you're not seeing parents that have saved for retirement you think it's okay that you don't save for retirement and so it really you have to you have to kind of break the generational traditions and actually just start thinking about it now and understanding the cost of it. You know, it's rare these days that somebody owns a house that's paid for or nearly paid for, especially those who are, I don't know, 35 to 45 years old. Uh, rarely do you see anybody in that age group that has a house that's paid for because often folks will sell their house every five years or so and then make a move. But you really can't do that today because prices are so high. You'd be selling and making a lateral move. I mean, it just wouldn't be good financial sense. But that all goes into the whole bigger picture of finances. Not only that, it's uh, we're in an environment where debt is very cheap. So it seems like it's a really good idea to borrow because it's so cheap. But the reality is you're still going into debt. And if you can't afford that debt, it's not a good. doesn't make sense to do it, right? Uh, rates are going to go up, but you also don't want to live beyond your means because yes, debt's cheap, but that still doesn't mean you have, to, you have to pay it every month and it's going to build up over time. And of course, one of the ways to build your finances, your credit rating, all that is to utilize a credit card. But the problem is paying off the entire amount each month. That's the best way to do it. But most people don't do that. They don't understand it because the credit card company doesn't want you to pay it every month. So they're not going to encourage that. The credit card company is making money off your interest. So it's in their best interest for you not to pay it off. So they're not encouraging that behavior. It's really you have to decide for yourself that you're going to make those choices. I've noticed they even started sending out stuff like, uh, you know, skip this month's payment and, you know, pick up next month for X amount of dollars, only two extra dollars, whatever it is. Uh, that, that's a scary temptation for people. It's a scary temptation in a, in a time when people are having to spend more for the basics. So with inflation, the price of gas, the price of food is going up. People think, oh, if I skip that credit card payment, I can actually put gas in my tank. Uh, as opposed to thinking maybe I should drive less. And so at a time like this when inflation is high, financial literacy becomes even more critical. The need to budget and plan because inflation is not something that you can control in your house. What you control in your house is what you spend financial simulation the game of life and that's going to take place at mtsu i guess april 7th what what is financial simulation in the game of life you know this is a great opportunity for students to kind of see what things cost so they're going to start at the beginning of the game with an amount of money and then they have to go through and make those life decisions pay their rent pay their utilities pay for their food pay for their entertainment with the idea being they're making these decisions along the way do they have any money left at the end? And there's going to be a need at the end that they have to be able to cover. So it's a really quick way of showing the importance of budgeting over time. 
but the average student doesn't really understand the expenses that goes into the day-to-day of managing a true household. And so that's what they're going to experience. And for the audience listening, we're talking about a lot of different finances in general, and we're boiling it all down to roughly 15 minutes of talk. So it may be confusing for listeners out there. But, but with finances, and that's what you focus on at the university because um, – you obviously teach classes dealing with finances and whatnot, but what are some of the key things that students may not understand when they first come into college? I don't think they understand that there's a cost, a time cost and a money cost to college. There's good debt, there's bad debt. They just need to understand that as they're making financial decisions, it may seem like short-term, but the decisions today can impact their future. And what exactly is financial literacy? Financial literacy is understanding what money you have, where it's going, and how you're using it to your benefit. And once again, that benefit's got to be a long-term plan. You know, when, when people hear about different celebrities out there and, and you hear, you know, so-and-so's portfolio, or not portfolio, it, it'll say something like uh, whatever the actor's name is, but their net worth is $10 million. When we hear stories like that about these big celebrity names, now, does that actually mean they have $10 million sitting in a bank account? What does that mean when you tell somebody their net worth is rated at or whatever it is? It's not money in a cash. It's it's money in all their assets. So that could be their cars, their houses, their real estate, their investments. It's not money that they can go and grab tomorrow. Um, so our net worth really is, is what we own and how we use that money to actually buy different things that have value. Some now, things have more value than others. Now, what would be more interesting would be if along with that they also said and this person has a debt of x amount of dollars and they're paying over fifty thousand a month for all their debt absolutely and many studies will show you that the people that go out and to be actors or professional athletes they get a really large contract but they actually go into debt quick because they don't know how to manage that money so it's not how much you have that matters it's how you manage what you have and you got to be careful spending money these days because like you were saying there are so many temptations out there it's so easy to buy something even though you don't have the money to buy it absolutely it's really important to kind of assess those needs versus wants Uh, technology has made it very easy to spend money the challenges is knowing what you're spending on and making good investment decisions do college students come to you and say you know hey i'm gonna go buy a new car next week i'm really looking forward to it It, it's one percent interest or zero percent interest right now uh what, what do you tell them when they say that kind of stuff to you you know we have those conversations in class and and what i try to explain to them is understanding what they're buying so if you go buy a car it sounds cheap but as soon as you drive it off the lot it's not worth what you're paying for it so Uh, If you can't afford the payment, it's going to get repossessed and you're going to be underwater really quick. And then on top of that, you've got to get full coverage insurance because, first of all, it's not paid for. It's a newer car. You wouldn't be able to afford to fix it if you got into just a fender bender. And full coverage insurance is a little more expensive than if, you know, you you came from a, a, a beater that you paid $5,000 for. Not only that, they have to remember that they're on their parents' insurance while they're living at home. Those expenses are going to shift to them, which is why the game of life is so important, right? Because you are no longer have your parents relying. You're walking through that, making these decisions on your own, making sure that you understand that some decisions like insurance, you have to have a certain amount of coverage based on state law. You can't just say no. Uh, so these things cost money, and they're going to realize that. 
I, I guarantee most parents out there don't want to pay another $200 a month for, for their son or daughter's car insurance. Absolutely not. And and today you can be on health insurance till you're 26 or your parents own, but as soon as you're 26, you have to go have insurance and your own. And health insurance isn't cheap either. Health insurance, the cost of it is outrageous. I mean, families of four these days, if they don't have a health plan covered at work, they're spending 1500 to 2500 a month for like a family of four. Easily, and, and those are things that you hope you never have to use, but if you don't have them, you pay the price. So, hey, And I don't think, I think that's another thing the average person out there doesn't understand how expensive health insurance is because a lot of companies, and if they work for government, uh, their insurance, for the most part, is covered. Not only that, it's not only covered, but you're getting a group rate, which is much different than going on getting insurance on your own. And so finding companies to work for that do provide those benefits is critical for success. Again, Dr. Ann Anderson with us this morning, finance professor and the Weatherford Chair of Finance in the Jones College of Business at MTSU. And uh, another thing coming up, we mentioned the financial simulation but there is a panel of financial planners that are going to be, I guess, at MTSU discussing careers in financial planning. So, yeah, we actually have a full week plan. And uh, the night before that, we actually have a young alumni who is a financial planner that's going to come in and speak to students about planning for retirement. And then day two is focused on careers in financial planning. So if you're interested in doing this full time, what are things you could be doing now as a college student prepare for that career? And this doesn't mean you downloaded an app to buy stocks with. I mean, this is uh, much different. Absolutely not. This is the full gamut. You're planning your life, your life and how you're going to spend your money. If you even think about it, a, a college student today should be thinking about life insurance, not because they need it today, but because it's harder to get as you get older and it gets more expensive. But if you get into a plan now, you can actually afford it throughout your life. You know, I've heard different kids say, you know, well, I downloaded whatever app it is and I bought these stocks and I sold it two days later and made $50 or $100. But what they're not thinking about is, well, you're going to have to pay tax on that gain no matter what. And then also the fact that you only left your money in that account for for let's say 10 days and really you need to be looking at long-term investments because those little short flip arounds they don't really pay off especially when you factor in the tax aspect not only that uh, what goes up usually comes down so you might get lucky on your first investment but I can find just as many people that have lost their shirts uh, trying to play the apps of investing stock how do most college kids these days make a living i mean i know their parents are probably helping out a lot but what are folks looking for in the field of jobs right now so so it's kind of an interesting mix and i'll tell you that most of my students currently work they work jobs at, at lowe's at restaurants at home depot uh, but they don't want to do that forever and so one of the things that we're trying to do through this financial literacy week is to educate them on what opportunities are out there and point them in ways that they can find something they can be passionate about and find a long-term career to be financially successful. And there are a ton of jobs out there because places like Rutherford County, you, I mean, there's so many employers out there who are having a very hard time finding new workers to come in. And, and that's, that's the blessing of being a student right now. You're going to have choices. The key is getting yourself out there, finding something you truly want to do, and then just diving full all in. And the next good thing about that is we have more companies moving into Rutherford County. Seems like every week, big companies. I remember just a couple of years ago, Nissan moved their headquarters office from California to Franklin. I mean, that was huge. Absolutely. There's a wealth of opportunities out there, whether you're a finance major, accounting major, 
Any anywhere on campus. If you are a college student with a college degree, you can get a job if you put yourself put the work in. What what does it mean these days for somebody who, let's say, at age twenty, they set their mind on, you know, by twenty five, I'm going to buy my first house, and then by thirty five, I'm going to have my first house paid for, which is rare. It, but, it could happen though. The key the key is buying within your means and buying not the mansion, but buying a house that you actually need and making sure you're spending your money wisely and then that you're maintaining that investment so that when you do want to sell it in 10 years, 15 years, it's actually grown in value. You know, looking back over the years, it always seemed like to me that biggest investment that anybody would ever make is their home. And there's something awesome about that. But then on the flip side, it's also very expensive. So the idea of wanting and saving to pay it off early seems like a good idea. Absolutely great idea. Not only that, it actually frees up the, the house payment to actually invest towards your retirement. And so there's many benefits to paying off the house. And these days in Rutherford County, with a starter home, if you can find one, starting out at around $300,000 per house. And again, that's scarce. You can't really find a lot of that. Um, but $300,000, that's, that's a lot more money than the starter home I first bought when I first bought my house. Uh, keep in mind, inflation is high. So just like uh, stock prices are going to come down, housing prices are going to come down too. So this is about making sure you're, you're buying at the right time. Again, with us this morning, Dr. Ann Anderson, and uh, talking about financial literacy. And you'll be talking about financial literacy on the MTSU campus at upcoming events. Are all the events open to the public? Absolutely. They're all open to the public. The only exception is we are doing a special event for high school students. Uh, at noon on Wednesday, and that is for the high school students themselves. That'll be a good event, and, and I'm sure that'll be eye-opening to a lot of those high school students because that's one of those age groups, again, where they flat out do not fully understand even their checking account. Absolutely, and if we can get them early, they can be more financially successful later in life. That's true. It, you know, I, I do have to say, though, it, it is really cool how you can pull up your bank information on your phone through an app. You're able to see exactly what was spent, when it was spent, it is very helpful, assuming you understand how to use it. And the key is using it, right? So yeah. you have the technology, so use it to the to the benefit that you can. Is cash still king? You know, there's there's advantage to using cash. We have a, a huge problem with identity theft these days. There is some value to using cash for that purpose. But also, when you use cash, you spend less because yeah. you... You could put less cash in your pocket, and you actually budget yourself that way. And speaking of cash, going back to some of the things that are bigger investments in life, saving and paying cash for things like cars, that, that's a smart idea. Huge difference, right? Because once again, if you're borrowing money for a car, you're losing value as soon as you drive it off the lot. You end up owing more, more than what the car is worth. So you can pay cash for something avoid that debt as much as you can and where can people find out more about these upcoming workshops seminars at mtsu uh, mtsu webpage the economics and finance department has a link to all the activities for financial literacy week and we'll be sure to post more information some links whenever we post this podcast later on this morning so hopefully people can go there get a link and uh, find out exactly what time what date some of these seminars will be held and I'd also like to point out that there's actually an opportunity for students to actually earn a $1,000 scholarship. We're going to be giving away three scholarships to MTSU students and one scholarship to the high school students. Uh, the application for those activities are also on the web.
Very cool and definitely very helpful. Again, this morning, Dr. Ann Anderson, finance professor at MTSU. Uh, thank you for joining us this morning. Thank you for having me. Have a great day. Time right now, 836. You're tuned to WGNS. A check on the traffic and the weather comes your way next. And then more from MTSU. All of that right here on WGNS, your good neighbor station. become mostly sunny this afternoon, a high in the low 70s. South winds are on 5 to 10 miles per hour. Tonight, mostly cloudy, alone near 51. I'm meteorologist Jennifer Wojcicki on News Radio WGNS. Currently, it's 40. By growing up in the restaurant business and being always around it, it was just something that was just second nature to me. I didn't realize the amount of work that was involved in it. I, I didn't understand and appreciate all that my parents sacrificed in order to provide for us. And now... I'm very thankful and, I, and I'm very appreciative of the foundation that they laid for me so we could teach others to create what they have done to make it more of a legacy than just a passing of the torch. This is Peter Demas inviting you to enjoy a meal with our family at Demas's Restaurant. Good morning. Still some heavy traffic, but it's moving 24 through the Hickory Hollow area as you continue towards Nashville. We have seen a ton of radar out here this morning up and down. A lot of sections of 840 over in uh, Wilson County and Williamson County. PensacolaBeach.com's got everything you need to book your next getaway. Log on today, PensacolaBeach.com. I'm Commander Chuck with your on-time traffic. Your time's valuable. Don't spend it cleaning your business. Let Bystar Building Solutions do the work for you. Go to BystarBuildingSolutions.com for a free quote on cleaning your commercial, medical, or government building. BystarBuildingSolutions.com. The Action Line on FM 101.9 and AM 1450 Murfreesboro, FM 100.5 Smyrna, and streaming at WGNSRadio.com. Time right now, 837. You're tuned to WGNS. Temperature outside now at 45 degrees. Our guest in the second half of this program, Dr. Jennifer Vanetta Hall, Interim Director of the MTSU School of Music. How are you this morning? I'm doing well, Scott. How are you? I am doing good. It seems like music is one of those things that's more popular than ever, thanks to you know, everything from podcasts to MP3s and, and listening online to stuff like Pandora. It's very popular these days. Yes, sir. And I think um, one thing that COVID has taught us in the arts is that the performing arts are quite resilient. And so musicians found a way to continue to, to make their art and perform their art despite the pandemic. So what can you do with, let's say, a master's in music these days, and is teaching the only direction to turn, or are there other options? No, sir. There are a lot of options uh, for a graduate degree in music. At MTSU, we offer seven specializations in the Master of Music degree. One of those that we developed right before the pandemic hit is a fully online Master of Music in Music Education. And so there is one outlet for teachers of music to continue working at their schools, their K-12 music day jobs, while pursuing a graduate degree in music education. And the online degree is designed so that if they take one to two classes a semester, they can complete that degree in two years while still working full-time as teachers. That's pretty cool. And, and, you know, there are so many options as far as teaching goes right now. It's, it's kind of like the nurse shortage that everybody talks about. There's a shortage of nurses. 
Well, there's also a huge shortage of teachers. Yes, sir, there sure are. Um, the pandemic has been, you know, tremendously difficult on teachers. I think teachers, not just in music, but teachers in public education, have stayed a constant force in the lives of children and uh, worked tirelessly teaching online, teaching in on ground, in person, a hybrid. And uh, music teachers are no exception, you know, because of the high-risk nature of the performing arts, music teachers have had to be very innovative about how they continue to make music with their children, continue to sing, continue to perform in ensembles, orchestras, and bands. And we just, we want to be a part of that for teachers who are learning to refine and continue developing and growing their skills as educators in the field. Throughout the pandemic, we saw a lot of educators who were, you know, close to retirement age, but not quite there go ahead and retire early because this whole teaching online all of a sudden was totally new to them and it became more frustrating really than anything else for them. Yes, sir. It's been a tremendous lift for our educators and and it's unfortunate that we've lost a lot of very well-seasoned, awesome teachers. However, for our teacher candidates coming out, um, you know, from MTSU, from other institutions around the state, that's great opportunities for our young teachers to get jobs right out of the right out of the gate and uh, get in the classroom full time and, and start to mold young minds. Again, with us, Dr. Jennifer Vanetta Hall. When it comes to the arts, that's one of those areas where teachers really seem to pull out the very best in a student. You have maybe somebody who who grew up in low-income housing, who was used to seeing drug sales every single day on the street corner, but yet they found passion within the arts, be it music, be it painting. They find, you know, their gift really shines. Yes, sir. Um, Sometimes our, our children excel in the arts when they may not excel in other areas of the curriculum. And music is, is itself a unique language that children, adults, our culture are, is drawn to. And I think that's one of the reasons that music has continued to, to remain and even continue to grow in its resilience because the way in which it speaks to, to humans, as for us as humans, and also brings us together in a way that nothing else can. When you look at some of the early composers, Bach, Mozart, people like that, the big names, are, are they still extremely relevant in today's times and in the classrooms at MTSU? Right. Well, we learn from history. And so certainly a study of the masterworks and of those classical composers is a staple in our education just because of what history can teach us. And it's important for our musicians coming out of MTSU to understand from where have we come in a society of music but also we need to bridge the gap into pop culture into uh, today's society and and what does that look like what is music in the field of music industry in the field of performance in the field of music education or even composition what can that look like where we're we're bridging that classic training into jazz into blues into pop and so all of that is part of that well-rounded education for our musicians and and, you know just going back a little bit to those who maybe it's a, a student who's battling a situation where at home there's domestic violence in the house or you could name really anything under the sun anything that makes it harder on youth they do excel often in the arts which is a very cool thing even even in history uh bach for example i believe if i don't mistake this one 
his father was extremely abusive in a lot of ways, and I think he eventually went on to learn under what Handel. Uh, but you know, stories in the past even confirm things back then are very similar to things today. The students who go through those hard times are the ones who excel in the arts and in music. Yes, sir. You know, music um, can transport us into other worlds. It can take us out of our out of our current circumstances for for a time. And we can just be in the moment. We can be in a positive place. We can be a part of something that is special, that is enriching, um, that brings joy to our lives. Music can really turn a life around. I mean, it can change somebody's direction in ways that are really hard to imagine. Yes, sir. Uh, Anything coming up at MTSU that folks should be aware of in music? Sure. Yes, sir. Um, Well, you know, we've already mentioned the online music education degree. We are currently accepting students for uh, fall 2020. 22. And so I invite uh, practicing K-12 teachers to to think about that, consider that if they've not um, pursued their master's degree yet and 100% online. We This week we have our MTSU Wind Ensemble Thursday, March the 24th, and we are celebrating um, National Women's History Month where we will recognize our True Blue Citation Alumni Award recipient, Joanne Hood, who's a a workhorse in the marching band world. Joanne will be joining us. We also have one of our female alums, Stacey Jernigan, who's going to be a guest conductor on that concert Thursday night. And then later this semester, we've got a couple of big jazz artist um, series uh, folks coming to campus. We've got got a celebration of Duffy Jackson, who's a jazz drummer, Wednesday, March the 30th. And then in April, April 2nd, we are going to be celebrating our our Illinois Jazz Festival, where um, we're going to bring in uh, Grammy-winning, award-winning jazz trumpeter Brian Lynch. Uh, Pretty much at the School of Music, we have at least one concert or recital per day now sometimes two or three um so the the school of music is just so excited uh, as we're coming out of the pandemic to just be really alive again and thriving with with lots of music every day of the week through the weekends again with us this morning dr jennifer vanetta hall interim director of the mtsu school of music and, and music is is fascinating and different groups over the years different genres over the years It is interesting to go back and see some of the things that they may have done. The Beatles, for example, you you know, you may hear a ukulele in one of their songs, a bassoon, a harpsichord, but they are one of those groups that really revolutionized music for years to come by using just a multitude of instruments in different songs. Right. And, uh, you know, at MTSU, we we certainly teach all of the classic instruments. You know, we have specialists there, our full-time professors teaching those bassoons, those oboes, uh, guitar, jazz, classical. And we are also um, starting to develop ways to incorporate technology. And how does technology help um, produce music? We just had a faculty solo uh, recital last week in which the professor combined his oboe performance with technology on the stage with a laptop and use voiceovers and and all kinds of sound effects to bring that performance to life. It's pretty cool what you can do these days with with technology, different software, and it does, I could see where it would make music a lot more fun for somebody to actually produce, put together. Yes, sir. And, and you know, technology, uh, we've got a 
we've got to get on that train and ride right alongside of it it's it's very engaging for our prospective students for our current students and we've we've got to embrace that technology and how does that technology help us bring to life the art that we are so desperately trying to convey to the world we got to take a quick break and change subjects but again our guest during the second half of the program dr jennifer vanetta hall interim director of the mtsu school of music and online mtsu.edu forward slash music Yes, sir. Thanks for having me. Thank you. Time right now, 8.48. Again, a check on the forecast once more. Comes your way next. You're tuned to WGNS. Well, I'm Dr. Eugene Cody. I was pastor of First Baptist Church here in Murfreesboro for 30 years. What do you like most about Adam's Place? The treatment I get here is what I need. And we have to know people that can take care of us and Adam's Place is fit to do that. I'm Terry Deal. Call me for more information about Adams Place, located at 1927 Memorial Boulevard, across from Walmart. It's so important that we recognize our veterans, shake their hands and say how proud we are of the service that they have given to our country and that we thank them for that. I am Becky Bookner and we salute our veterans. Honoring and remembering those who served in our military, here is today's Salute to Veterans. True American hero, Norm Elzir. We talked to a World War II veteran. What would be the closest moment to death? Was that being shot down that one time? Were you ever oh, captured or anything like no, that? No, we weren't captured. I landed in a tree and I was unconscious. I woke up, there were three rifles pointed at me strange uniforms. One guy says, Englishki, Amerikanski, Germanski. And I said, American. And he cut me down and hugged me. These were the Chetnik people that took care of us. That was really something. There was a guy by the name of General Draza Mihalovich, general of the King's Army, and the king was deposed by the Tito, the communists. But this general told his people, you take care of the Americans. He always did that. Tell us how you got rescued. A gentleman by the name of Vajoinovich, he was in the OSS, which is the CIA today. They had put together this idea of coming in and getting us with airplanes. They come in with C-47s. Each C-47 had six P-51 escorts, and they come in. It was about one in the morning, and I was on the first plane out because I was sick at the time. That's what this book, The Forgotten 500, refers to. They actually flew out over time, 500, saved us. And all of our names, there were rescues in the back of that book. This has been a Salute to Veterans on WGNS Radio. This is Kim Dunaway from Sunshine Nutrition Center. You hear me on Monday mornings at 720 talking about how to lead a healthier lifestyle. We carry supplements, personal care, and grocery items at both our Murfreesboro and Smyrna locations, family-owned and operated since 1989. I'm Payne Hardison, and I'm a resident here at Adams Place. I'm here for improvement of my right leg. The food, the company, the exercise, and everything is tremendous here, and it's just a house full of friends. It's a way for a person that needs treatment and needs care to lift that burden off of their family and to come here at Adams Place and thoroughly enjoy every day. The Action Line on FM 101.9 and AM 1450 Murfreesboro, FM 100.5 Smyrna, and streaming at WGNSRadio.com. 
Time right now, 8.51. It's now 48 degrees outside. And during this last half of the program, we have with us MTSU police officer Caitlin Erskine. How are you this morning? I'm good. How are you? I'm good. So one of your recent accomplishments, you were the first female at MTSU to be certified as a defensive tactics instructor there. Yes, sir. So what does that mean for the MTSU police department? For the MTSU police department, that just kind of means that now... We have another instructor in this program that represents some of the officers at the department. Now, females have somebody that they can represent and work with them. So does this cover everything from uh, firearms to, uh, you know, hand-to-hand combat? What, what all does this cover? So this does not cover firearms. This is just hands-on grappling um, just rolling as far as ground defense and some hand-to-hand combat yes and i don't know i i guess what would be the most likely to be needed at mtsu uh, as far as what you're seeing day in and day out would it be those who are you know let's say public intoxication they're disorderly Mm -hmm. and you have to figure out how to safely get them away from a crowd or break up a fight what what kinds of things unfold on a college campus Exactly, just stuff like that. Like, there's quite a few public intoxication, um, whether it's somebody that's on drugs and isn't cooperative, or even somebody who's not under the influence of anything, just uncooperative people who don't want to cooperate with the police, and we need to get them to another location, or we need to place them under arrest. And this program allows for us to do that without using. A higher level of force you know it seems like in this day and age we're hearing more and more news stories each year about domestic violence how does that look on a college campus domestic violence is it a lot of boyfriends girlfriends having fights what's going on there some of it is um and what a lot of people don't realize is it's roommates too because with the college campus you know you get room to people that you don't know you've never met before really haven't known for that long and some of these roommates don't even speak, but because they live together, that would be considered a domestic situation if they were to get into a fight. And and with this certification, the defensive tactics instructor level certification, are you able to, uh, I guess, teach others who are officers there how to de-escalate something quicker so you're not having to actually go in and you know, throw somebody on the ground, for example. Yeah, for sure. Um, de-escalation is definitely part of that, and we have another instructor for that. That's a whole separate class in and of itself, but of course it all goes hand-to-hand. Um, we're always going to try to de-escalate before we have to get to that point, but luckily we have this as an option in case that situation doesn't go the way we need it to. And of course, MTSU, the campus itself, it's kind of like a small city because you have twenty to 25,000 students there, and when you look at those kind of numbers, you're, I mean, there's going to be a percentage of that population that is prone to alcohol or drug use, or there's going to be a percentage of the population that is prone to have some type of mental illness that's going to lead to some type of big problem. Mm-hmm. And a lot of these students, they're, you know, getting out on their own for the first time. Mom and dad aren't around. They've got this newfound freedom. And a lot of them like to experiment with different things, and they don't know how those intoxicants are going to affect their body and their state of mind and they may act differently than they expect to when you hear about stories unfolding on college campuses across the country where there's an armed gunman and he's he's shooting people or is threatening to shoot people how worried are you about something like that happening right here locally 
I think it's something that for me and the other officers in the department always sits in the back of our mind, something we're constantly thinking about, because unfortunately, it's one of those situations where we always say it's not a matter of if, but when, because it's such, especially with college campuses and schools in general, we're seeing it more and more often. But luckily, um, we work hand in hand with other officials on campus, um, our emergency management people within the department, and we get a lot of active shooter training and a lot of just disaster training in general i guess the big thing is you never know what somebody else is thinking yep for sure so that that can be scary at times uh, Mm -hmm. to say the very least but those are things that you're trained for yes we just got to do our best to give our officers all the tools to fill up their toolbox so that way when the time comes we can say okay we've worked on this we're ready let's let's go take care of it do you have a bigger problem with folks on the outside of the campus coming in causing problems or is there a larger percentage where it's the students who end up uh, doing the things like uh, becoming too drunk after a party or, or, or using drugs? It's definitely a little bit of a mix, I would say, as far as like the more severe situations we get into. A lot of times it is people coming in from off campus, especially late at night on midnight shift because we've got all the bars that are surrounding campus and a lot of times sometimes there are these students because again they're getting this newfound freedom they want to try some new stuff and whether it's going out to these bars that are are allowing the underage drinking or they got fake ids sometimes they just get in a little over their heads and the repercussions come with it what do you do about a fake id anyways these days pretty much um that's up to the officer and their discretion obviously we're going to confiscate it um they could be cited for that sometimes it's just a hey we get it you're in college but don't do it again let's work on making better decisions (laughs) fake ids look so much more real today because of technology in fact when you flip it over the barcode on the back on the fake ids you can even scan it and and it will scan out i guess the same information as a real id right they're they're getting really good some of these people are doing better like you said with technology and they're looking more and more realistic do you ever you think some have gotten past you before like you know you thought that was really that person yep i'm sure they have honestly (laughs) i mean you know not everybody's perfect and like i said they're getting more and more realistic especially when they're from out of state it's hard to know even what the out of state ones normally look like do you have to have a female officer on each and every shift because i know you're you know in some cases you're dealing with female situations where Mm -hmm. it does help to have a female to kind of de-escalate stuff yep um it's not something that we require we require sorry um but it has naturally worked out to where the more we continue to hire and the more females we get we've gotten females on every shift um so it's nice to have that option that if we do get into something we're available we can respond and maybe try to help out our male officers with that as well and the growth at mtsu has been amazing over the years but also the growth of the police department has really coincided with the growth of the student population and you were saying there's 30 plus officers there yeah we're trying really hard to recruit more um we just went through another round of interviews um i think we may be opening up again because we're trying to get these last few spots filled um our current interim chief has been doing a great job of getting us more benefits and giving us more reasons to get people in here to want to work at MTSU. And how far off the campus do do the MTSU officers actually go uh, when they're patrolling? So it kind of depends. Um, obviously, our main domain is campus from Greenland to Middle Tennessee to East Main to Rutherford. And then we've got the um, Miller Education Building that's down Greenland near Highland a little bit. 
So we start kind of going that way down Bell, and then of course we're looking at all the off-campus properties as far as the airport, Miller Coliseum, the dairy farm. We could take all those routes out to there as well. That's a big area. Yes. <laughs> well, thank you for joining us this morning. We're already out of time. Again, MTSU police officer Caitlin Erskine. Thanks again. Thank you. Time right now, 9 o'clock. You're tuned to WGNS Murphy's Bro. If you're looking for an authentic relationship with financial experts who genuinely care about your unique needs, Capstar Bank is for you. Capstar Bank is dedicated to the people of this community. Capstar Bank wants to help you reach your financial goals. Because at Capstar Bank, you matter to us. Capstar Bank, 2230 Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. Boulevard, capstarbank.com, member FDIC, equal housing lender.